can we please quit focusing on quarterbacks when there's so many questions about this team going into the Mercer game? I mean, it's just getting really, really old. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And I do want to let you know that these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college Terms and conditions apply. And also on SiriusXM, you can catch the Rebels play the Mercer Bears on Saturday at 1 Central. We'll see exactly what happens with Lane Kiffin and the quarterback position. You can catch every play of the Rebels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 81 or on the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. All right. I was all set to do a crossover episode with um, Rick Cameron, the voice of the Mercer Bears, and then the hurricane kind of knocked him off. So we had to pivot really quickly. So that explains why this isn't a typical crossover type episode. That is what happened. But there's some other stuff that I want to get off my chest a little bit. And this is driving me absolutely crazy. And this is coming from someone that catches flack for talking about the quarterbacks because people watch when we talk about the quarterbacks. But Monday, I did an episode that I fully believe in and fully expect to come true, but I thought it was over then. It was going to be settled, not necessarily named on Monday. I did not expect Lane Kiffin to name a quarterback on Monday, but I expected Jackson Dart to take the first snap and still expect Jackson Dart to take the first snap on Saturday. That hasn't changed. But the way that this is being covered right now has completely taken all of the oxygen out of the room. Nobody is hearing about where Ole Miss sits uh, on the wide receiver part of the room. Who is going to be wide receiver too? Nobody really knows who the backup is going to be at left tackle. Nobody knows exactly what the depth chart looks like for Quinshawn Judkins, and that is because this quarterback competition has taken every bit of the air out of the room. And it's frustrating because whenever you hear literally everybody but one person talk about um, this being a completely Jackson Dart controlled environment, he's going to be the guy. Even the Grove Report just Monday released a story that sources say that basically Jackson Dart has been told behind the scenes. And this all might be absolutely true. But the one person that is saying that, oh, not so fast, we're doing this and we're doing that, is the person that is going to make the decision. And that cannot be discounted. We have to talk about that. No matter what everything says, whenever you look at it, when it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, all of that stuff, it's probably a duck. But in this situation, there's one piece of key information that if we had it, it would be over. It would be all she wrote. 
So while I expect Jackson Dart to have the amazing year that we all expect him to have, while I expect his um, practice habits of having nearly 90 to 95% of the snaps with the ones to happen, I don't think we can discount the other side of it. Now, like I said, I expect Jackson Dart to take the first step on Saturday. I expect Jackson Dart to have an all-SEC level year. I think he is the best quarterback in the Southeastern Conference. And whenever you look at it, there's draft reports out there where he is maybe the third best quarterback in the NFL draft for 2024. That's ahead of every other SEC quarterback. So I'm not alone on this. This isn't the hottest of hot takes. It might have been a very warm take for me during the summer, but it's not the hottest of hot takes. Now, that said, and we're going to talk about what it means. We're going to talk about basically exactly everywhere Ole Miss is right now. I'm not a person that's just going to automatically agree with everything Lane Kiffin says. Lane Kiffin does not get to become Ole Miss football overnight just because he's the head coach, even though he's making $9 million a year. I've seen enough head coaches come and go in my lifetime to where I do not give them that level of trust. It's probably easier to give people that level of trust, but it's not easy for me to give that level of trust. Just because at any point you could be in the middle of a coaching search. And things are handled a certain way for a reason, okay? Coaches do not like hearing from players and from player parents about where they sit on the depth charts and they quit releasing depth charts. They quit answering hard questions and things like that because they didn't want to do it. More questions get led than answers and that causes a headache behind the scenes. I get all that. This situation with him not naming a quarterback, is he doing it for motivation for Jackson Dart, which is probably the avenue that I'm on. If you want to have just a set thing, that is going on. I think that he's doing it for motivation for either Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders. I think one of them is the target because here's a kind of a deep, dark secret. It's not even that much of a secret, but it is kind of a secret. If you want to be a head coach, there's a lot of psychiatrists that kind of comes along with it. You need to know how to mentally get the best out of your team. And that could be through, I don't know, negative comments. That could be through positive comments. However you do to get them motivated to perform and get to the next level, because that's what you care about, is important. And I do not know if he's doing this to motivate Jackson, because Jackson could be a player that is motivated by negative things. He's motivated because at USC, he had an in-season quarterback competition. It did not get decided in the fall. Last season, it went into game like three with Luke Altmyer, who is now the starting quarterback at the University of Illinois. And this season, if it goes in the season, that will be three years out of three years, Jackson Dart's quarterback competition has gone into the season. I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to give the kid a victory lap. If the kid is actually taking 95% of the first team reps, if the kid is um, getting all the accolades from his teammates, if he has truly won the team over, I figured going into Mercer would be as good of an opportunity as any to give the kid a victory lap. Like I said, I did not expect him to name it. 
I just thought that that would kind of be a cool thing because the reality of the situation is, and this is the absurdity of the situation, if we're going to be honest about it. Either Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders could beat Mercer, Tulane, and Georgia Tech. That's not important. And But by the time you get to Alabama, it's all going to be on film. It's all going to be there. Is this to prevent a 2022 scout from happening? Is this for Alabama's benefit? Is this for Mercer's benefit? What are they um, preparing for? How are they doing it? Is this for Tulane's benefit? Who knows? But it's gotten to the point, honestly, if all of this stuff is true and they've put all this stuff out and they brand it social media in a certain way and all of this happens, if it is anybody but Jackson Dart, it's kind of mean. And I've said that over and over. It's it's kind of mean. I think it's going to be Jackson Dart. I do. I think this is all a motivational ploy. It could be Spencer Sanders. Like I said, he is a top-level troll, Lane Kiffin. And that includes people that he is around. And he does such a good job, for better or for worse, because in this situation, it's for worse, in my opinion, of just adding jet fuel to a media narrative. Okay? And this is not Lane Kiffin's fault. This part is absolutely not Lane Kiffin's fault, other than the fact that he should realize that it happens. But the situation with Auburn last year does not get out of hand without the jet fuel that Lane Kiffin can pour on that story. He is like, I don't know, media catnip to where they can't help but do it. This whole preseason, and as much talent as this Ole Miss team has, there were actual whole scrimmages where the media did not ask about the scrimmage. He went to SEC media days and they did not ask about the football team. It is amazing to see what he can accomplish with doing that. But the downside of that is whenever they get a narrative, when they sink their teeth in, into a narrative, it's, it, it's like adding jet fuel to it. And the fire can turn into an inferno quick. We all remember what Auburn was. Now we have a situation to where people are taking snapshots of basically ballots, trying to think it's a depth chart and posing it as a depth chart when it's simply a ballot. Something that they're doing internally. The fact that whoever took that picture, uh, they need to find out who does that and who did that and honestly make an example of them. But you, you should not do things like that, especially when you don't know the context of what you're looking at. Just because Spencer Sanders' name is at the top and you don't realize that all of the upperclassmen, no matter who they are, are at the top of the column, that you're that's disingenuous putting that out. But that is the stuff that is happening now within the fan base. Because they all expect something that maybe isn't there. They've been all told something for a month and maybe they're not 100% sure. And this situation is getting ready to get out of control. And who, whether Spencer Sanders or Jackson Dart is the quarterback for Ole Miss, I genuinely do not care. I think, like I said, I think Jackson Dart is extremely toolsy. We've got videos on that. Spencer Sanders is really good, too. He's a Big 12 former freshman of the year, a four-year starter, a really good quarterback, a Fiesta Bowl MVP. 
this competition, like I explained, was like Jackson Dark going through Mike Tyson's punch out. And I did not know if he was fighting bald bull, super macho man, or actually if he was going against Mike Tyson. That was the question in this fall camp. And it's really interesting. We're going to continue this in just a second. Um, we're going to talk about exactly what it means, and we're going to look at this weekend a little bit. Um, a couple of football games that I'm interested in outside of Ole Miss. Again, sorry, the um, voice of the Mercer Bears canceled on me. I had to completely change my show around in about an hour and a half. So I apologize for that. But I do want to let you know that this show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And the best part is we all know how to set up a profile now. It's just like that. Whether you go to Twitter or X or whoever that is or Facebook or whatever you set up profiles doing, LinkedIn is real similar to that. But the difference is you can add your job and a purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile and spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You know, whenever you hire the right team member, especially coming up towards the Christmas season, it can be very important. The right head football coach can take you exactly where you need to be. The wrong head football coach means you're going to be doing this again very soon. That's what it means even hiring a stock clerk at whatever um, restaurant or grocery store you might be in. That is how important this is. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs and number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified people you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. College football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football kickoff live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 p.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 10 to, 10 to noon on every single Locked On YouTube channel, that, including this one. College football kickoff live will cover playoff implication, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth only like only Locked On can with insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find out Locked On College kickoff every Friday from 10 Central to noon Central on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss this. Also, the Rebels played the Mercer Bears Saturday at 1 o'clock Central. Lane Kiffin, who is he, he going to run out at quarterback? We don't know. 
Um, you can catch every play of the Rebels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 81 or the SXM app. Search Ole Miss Rebels. All right. So, I'm pretty in a weird place about this quarterback competition at this point. I can see literally all sides of it. I can see what I think is going to happen. And I know I tell people all the time, do not root for a quarterback, root for Ole Miss to find a good quarterback. And I mean that completely, totally. But whenever you hear everything over and over and over and over again, you expect it to be the next level. It's, it literally is like one plus one equals six in this situation. It, ju- it just doesn't sound right. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing if it happens, okay? It doesn't mean if it's a bad thing if it goes down other than what you think it would happen. Like, I like to – I will get – I'm not like to. I, I will get on a co- football coach all the time. I have no – I have complete independence and I have the ability to literally say something like it is because even when people claim to not care about access, they care about access. They want the life that internally they can get. It makes their world easier. Whenever you're trying to sell people on a product, you need that information coming in. So losing access at different levels, that is going to be problematic. Here, I don't have access. I'm in central Florida. I have some people that talk to me, um, they hit me up, they let me know what's going on, but it's not a situation to where like Chuck Roundsville has. I'm not trying to compete with Chuck Roundsville. I am letting people know outside of the people that are willing to pay for Ole Miss content, a perspective. That That's what I do. And I have perspectives all over my channel because if I get enough of them, eventually you can average that out and get the truth. That's why I do what I do. I don't do it. There's, Like I said, there's no sacred cows. I'm only interested in um, protecting Ole Miss. I'm not necessarily interested in protecting any, any individual person who in five years could be completely gone with the wind. So I'm in an interesting spot. So all of this is going on, and they're all, all the people in Oxford just uniformly have been reporting Jackson Dart as the guy. All of their sources are telling him Jackson Dart's the guy. And I genuinely think after reading this, when you read all of those perspectives, that Jackson Dart's eventually going to end up being the guy. So we're playing this charade because if Jackson Dart is the guy and everybody has said that he will be the guy and all of a sudden they're, they're trying to play doubt in the media, then that's a charade. That, that's exactly what it was. It's, it's no different than the Chad Kelly versus Ryan Buchanan versus De- Devontae Kincaid quarterback competition. And all coaches do it. I'm not mad at any coaches for doing it. But if, let's say, Spencer Sanders walks out and takes the first snap on Saturday, okay, this is what that would mean. It would mean that likely Jackson Dart would be back for his senior year. And there's a lot of people that are in the Eli Manning club that are all for a quarterback staying for that red shirt senior year and to do that. And in a, in a lot of ways, that could be beneficial for Ole Miss football to have a senior quarterback in the most important season of Ole Miss football history, okay? But 
Here's the problem with that. There's so many problems with this quarterback room being as stacked as, as it is. You literally have to be at a point to where you genuinely don't care about movement in the offseason. There's so many there. They realize they're probably going to lose two or three of them. Let's see exactly how that looks. But if, let's say Spencer Sanders comes out and he is the guy for Ole Miss football, starting with um, Mercer, he ends up winning the job. Ole Miss wins nine, ten, ten football games. Really good season. It was a, It was undoubtedly the correct decision is my point. If, if he comes in and wins nine or ten football games, it was absolutely the correct decision, no matter how you sit on which quarterback should play when, okay? Then you go into a year four with Jackson Dart where he would likely graduate um, from college to where he could graduate transfer. He would be a flight risk at that point. He would be potentially at Utah or BYU. All of those schools, we would hear all about it. And that would become something very serious in the cycle. But there would also be the possibility of him being the starting quarterback and him going through the spring as the the leading quarterback, taking reps away from Walker Howard and Austin Simmons, which could make Austin Simmons into a flight risk. Not to mention you have a Trevor Jackson, because all of this might look a little bit different going into 2024. Now, Lane Kiffin makes $9 million a year. It's his job to figure that out. In fact, any questions that are kind of tough, he makes $9 million a year. It's, it's not worth protecting and treating him like a $50,000 a year high school coach having to deal with nosy parents. At $9 million a year, if you tell me he has roster problems, I'm like, well, he should for that. So it's up to him to figure out what's going on. But not doing it correctly and thinking very short-term. I hate short-term thinking. I've always been an enemy of short-term thinking. And Lane Kiffin will tell you, he's thinking about the next 24 hours. He's thinking about the next game. It's very tight window type stuff. He'll deal with what comes up later, later. Us as fans, we deal with the long-term type stuff and how it will look down the road. It's not just about beating Mercer. Ole Miss, that they beat Mercer on Saturday and in the result ends up costing them Alabama in 2024, that's a problem. And you might say, hey, Steve, that is a ridiculous statement. But it's kind of a true statement because in college football, in college athletics, it has kind of a butterfly effect. So you don't know exactly how you will affect things moving forward. Anyway. When we come back, we will talk about a couple of games that we're kind of interested in. Um, like I said, we had to short-term turn to turn around this episode with what has gone on with the quarterback competition. It kind of made the topic that was easy to turn around. Um, had some feelings about it. I think I don't think I ranted too much, honestly. I think I I think I was pretty good, honestly. Um, but I mean, in a word, I'm frustrated. Maybe my anticipation is too much, and but the regardless, the the thesis of this episode should be the Mercer game needs to kick off. We're like 72 hours away. It needs to get there. We've got games tonight, but the Mercer game needs to kick off. Whenever I come back, 
I will let you know two of the games tonight that I will be paying attention to, one inside the SEC and one outside the SEC. So stick around. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and we have been talking about quarterbacks and the weirdness of this quarterback competition that we all want to see over. We just want it to end. And the bad thing about it is, and and this is the thing that I'm going to tell Ole Miss fans right now, Let's say Jackson Dart wins the job, throws for 3,500 yards, goes pro. Doesn't matter if he makes in the pros, if he goes pro. Spencer Sanders graduates. The quarterback competition between Walker Howard and Austin Simmons will be unlike anything we have ever seen. Period. Two quarterbacks at that level. Even Trevor Jackson coming in as a three will come in and have a chance to be really good. That quarterback competition will be unlike anything we have seen at Ole Miss fans. We'll have stuff that maybe it was presented, how you know how that looked, but we will never cover a quarterback competition, and we'll never get information about that quarterback. It'll all be platitudes about how good they're doing, and we won't have any real idea about which one is doing the best. It's going to be absolutely nuts. So everybody get ready for 2024. Because if you thought I was repetitive in 2023, it's going to happen again. Just is. It's it's going to drive us crazy. All right. There's a couple of games that is coming up on Thursday night. Tonight, in the beginning of week one, that I am going to be paying attention to. First off, will be the Florida-Utah game. and. I, I genuinely expect probably Utah to win that game. I think there could be some quarterback problems. We'll see with Graham Mertz playing quarterback as well. We'll we'll see exactly what happens with them. They they run the ball. They have some backs. They have some players at Florida that have a chance to be pretty good. But I think mostly to people are predicting them around six wins. They, they are a Birmingham Bowl candidate. So they are going to Utah and Salt Lake City to play the defending Pac-12 champions, I think two-time defending Pac-12 champions. A game that Utah kind of let get away last year when Anthony Richardson kind of bust on the scene. There's no Anthony Richardson now. You have a motivated Utah Utes team. And you have a situation to where they are going to want to win that game. Now, if you step outside the footprint, the other game that I will watch tonight is the Nebraska-Minnesota game. What does Matt Rule look like as a first-year coach? He does not generally do well in year ones. And everything with Minnesota, they have a decent little football team, the Golden Gophers at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see how the Nebraska Cornhuskers do moving forward. I think their quarterback, they got the um, guy from Georgia Tech last year um, playing quarterback. Um, Eric Gilbert, by the way, he just imploded, essentially. Um, Got in trouble, and I think he's probably off the team now. Um, so there's some good, there's some bad, they're recruiting really well. I'm waiting on Nebraska to re- to have a resurgence because if you think about it, every team that was good in the nineties, they're having a resurgence now because of NIL, because they are so desperate for winning the Tennessee's, the Florida States, 
I mean, everybody but Florida, essentially, but they didn't have a resurgence in the 90s because they were good like five years ago. But you will see a situation with the Nebraska Cornhuskers where they have a chance to get good pretty quick. Now they're in the middle of nowhere. They have no base, but they never had a base. In the age of NIL, it's going to allow them to recruit nationwide. So we'll see exactly what they look like moving forward. It's a game that I'm going to pay attention to tonight. So that's that's two games to look for. Anyway, thank you very much. Like I said, I had to throw this show together on short notice because I got canceled on at the last minute for with who I was planning on doing today's show with. Um, he The hurricane just kind of got him. Power went out, and he was just unable to record. So it, it happens. Um, so I'm not really blaming anybody, but that's the reason this show looks the way it does. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Um, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also on SiriusXM, check out the home team Ole Miss Rebel broadcast with David Kellum at 1 o'clock, I think, Central, 2 o'clock Eastern on SiriusXM. You can also search Ole Miss Rebels in the SSXXM app. I have trouble saying that for whatever reason. Um, and you can check that out wherever you might be in the United States. So tune in for that as well. So I hope everybody has a good Thursday. We are starting week one. We are finally there. Thank goodness. Howdy, side.